Welcome back to Grid Iron Gamble, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by the entire collective, the disciple, Brett Colson, Donnie, D.P. Peters, and coming to us from beautiful Boar, Czechoslovakia, Czech Republic, I should say. The resident moose himself, Mo Nuwara. Mo, how is Boar? B-O-R-R. I think it's just B-O-R. Oh, no no double R? Just a single R? Yeah. What's it like? Paint the picture <laughs> um, for us. Man, a couple big churches and then like some cobblestone roads. A jog and I went to the edge of town and uh, I ran by like a colony of feral dogs or some shit. And the, there's like a big ass black terrier like leader. And he just like came up and barked at me. <laughs> I yelled at him and he ran away <laughs> and then i ran to the very edge of town and there's just a sign that says four with a big red x through it that tells you you're at the edge of town <laughs> that's it that's the end end of boar no more boar that's it that's it turned around ran back <laughs> i don't know y'all should see this hotel room i'm in <laughs> what the hell uh need some pictures at mo nuara and you double w a r a h maybe we can check some out there uh that reminds me, good call on the yelling. That's one thing that people should know if they're out walking their dog and they see like a coyote or something. Normally getting tall and yelling is a good strategy to get animals away from you. So nice work with that, Mo. This is Friday. It's the Super Contest show. We're coming off of a one in four week, a poor performance, but I feel like spirits are high. I feel like we had a good DFS show yesterday. You guys should... Go and check that out. Get ready for DraftKings and your season-long ventures this weekend. And looking over the individual cards submitted to me last night, I'm feeling feeling fairly confident about this week. Last night, we were split on Ravens-Dolphins. Mo and Donnie inexplicably took the three points with Miami as a uh, while Brett and I, who were the clowns, as DP put it, took the Ravens. Nice one, DP. Well done. Hey, man. Anytime I can pick against Joe Flacco, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Your boy Matt Moore did not look good in any way, shape, fashion, form. Completely horrifying last night. I know. He's not going to be winning a Super Bowl anytime soon. I'm fucking devastated. And the Ravens D. Legit. Yeah, and Donnie didn't know that we'd get Ryan Mallett last night. Uh, yeah, so. Goat Mallett. Michael Lombardi was somewhere fapping in the entire second quarter. First round arm talent, Ryan Mallett. <laughs> Hashtag arm talent. All right, let's get to some of these games. First thing we do every week, speaking of split games, is look at the contest where we have two hosts on one side and two hosts on the other. And we'll start with Broncos at Chefs. Kansas City is laying seven points against their division rival, and we've got a split in this game amongst the collective. The person who is most confident in this tilt is Brett. He has it on his card. He's laying the touchdown with Kansas City. Mo the homer is on Kansas City as well, but towards the lower end of his card. And Donnie and I have the Broncos, but they bubbled our card so i will defer to brett first he's the most confident he's got him on their card tell us why you were comfortable laying the touchdown with kansas city in the spot guys come on what in the hell the broncos are a fraud and the chiefs are coming off two consecutive losses looking to get back on track four extra days rest against a division rival at home what is what could you possibly like about the broncos here this is the toughest environment to play. They're playing on Monday night against a bad quarterback. The Chiefs are just going to swallow this offense. And the line has already moved to 7.5 on Pinnacle. This has Chiefs all the way. I like taking the fourth defense in DVOA at the lowest possible stock value possible, getting a touchdown. I'm fine with it. I'm I'm very comfortable in this situation. Stock could not be lower on Denver after getting blanked 21-0 in Los Angeles in a stadium full of their own fans in the City of Angels. And 
while the Chiefs have lost two in a row outright, I don't think the stock on them has altered very much. I mean, the entire world experienced that joke of a sequence that closed Thursday night football last week, and I don't think anybody docked the Kansas City for it. So while I do not have this on the Kansas City winning big in some of the range of outcomes, I think I just have to close my eyes and take the points, hoping that uh, it's just the right spot with the Denver defense and whose offense can hopefully just get something going to be competitive in this game. DP, what do you got on Denver? In full seven here for a full touchdown. I just have to to go with my gut feeling. Uh, and just I, I I feel like this is going to be a really close game. I feel like it's going to be a low-scoring game. I feel like Denver, if they don't win the given points, is just a lot to swallow for this Chiefs team right now. Yes, they have looked good all year, um, but recency bias tells me that they've looked uh, less good than they have to start the year. So I think that they're coming back down to earth a little bit. I think that they're still a really good team. Um, I think the Broncos will be able to just generally get it together enough to be able to stay within a touchdown of the Chiefs here. Yeah, while Simeon's not great, how many weeks in a row have you called this Chargers, uh, this Chiefs secondary fraudulent, Brett? I mean, they're no good. The, the back door could be wide open, even in a scenario where Kansas City jumps out to a big lead. Yeah, but it's Trevor Simeon. Like, in the in the past few weeks, they've played pretty good quarterbacks, the Chiefs, haven't they? Sure. And they got shredded. <laughs> You know, and Trevor Simeon's been stopped by good defenses. So I'd like to see him go out. I mean, he played just well, just just fine against Dallas. Granted, that was at home, and this is rule of Mo. Bad quarterbacks can play okay at home. And also rule of Mo, bad quarterbacks in Arrowhead. Is that what led you, Mo, to take the, the Chiefs, even though you have them low on your card? How'd you know? <laughs> <clears throat> what happens to bad quarterbacks in Arrowhead, Rich? Crumble like a cookie. They crumble. They crumble. And then this is also Reed with extra time to prepare. He's been arguably the best coach in the NFL this year. Um, and then on top of that, the Chiefs just match up really well with Denver. Uh, they, you know, we know that Denver's strong suits on defense, where they are the strongest is at the edges with Vaughn Miller and then extremely elite cornerback play. But uh, the Chiefs can just avoid all that by just throwing to running backs and tight ends. That's what they do anyway. Throw to Kelsey and Kareem Hunt. So it kind of neutralizes some of Denver's strengths a little bit. That being said, I thought this line was relatively fair. But tiebreakers, bad QB at Arrowhead and Reed with extra time to prepare. Certainly wish we were getting the hook-like pinnacle. But nonetheless, we'll stick with the seven. Uh, This will obviously not be getting on the card since... Not only was it a split game, but there was some confidence on both sides. There is only one more split game, and in order to talk about it, we need to head over the pond. Moe stuck to his roots. Will not take the Browns getting less than two touchdowns. He selected Minnesota and put them at the very bottom of his card. Donnie cannot take the Browns as well. He's got the Vikes quite low, his third lowest pick. I've got the Vikes. uh, I've got the Browns at the same level as Donnie. And then Brett, again, weighing in heavy on a split game. He's got the Brownies right outside of his card. Talk about Cleveland. You guys are pansies. Come on. (laughs) The Browns have to be the right side here. I agree. This is so Hey, bro, this game's in London, not Cleveland. I understand. But that's that's why I like them, because it's not in Minnesota either. I, I, I tend to lean away from picking the Vikes away from home and the brand the stock on the Browns. I mean, my God, nobody is picking this team right now. Nobody's betting the Browns. I feel like there has to be line value again here with Cleveland. I don't love it. I'm not, I'm not going to put the Browns in my top five, especially in London, but I think you have to side with the Browns here. I was looking at big dogs in London and so far there have been five teams that were catching seven or more points in jolly old London town. Four of them failed to cover but it was in situations where it was like the Woat Jacksonville team that was there, or New England was playing one of those bad Rams teams 
where, uh, if I recall, Gronk caught a touchdown and then mimicked the guards marching uh, before doing the spike. And it was just spots where it was great team against a really horrific team. Uh, and that's kind of how the way the NFL set it up is that a really bad team had to forfeit one of their home games and they wanted to send a marquee team over there to showcase them. And so you got these bad matchups and so the favorites covered. But this is, I don't know, this is a ton of points for a game that don't the Vikings just want to get out of there with a win and get back here. Like they're not going to be motivated to crush this team to to put 30 on them to keep the pressure on a whole game as like, like they would at home I, I like this I tend to agree with Brett I like this spot but I just it's the Browns I just I couldn't put any confidence in them at all DP you're off the Browns you pivoted away they they finally got us a cover as home dogs last week and you pivot away from them what is going on I mean I I can't pick the Browns right now I just can't they look just really bad altogether. I like I like the Vikings team. Um, and I mean, although this game says at Browns, it's in London, and I just don't trust that team uh, going overseas. I feel like they've mailed it in. You've got Miles Garrett, who's already ruled out. Um, I mean, I don't know. It just seems like this game's under ten. The Vikings can easily cover. They have a good defense. The Browns, I have no idea what they're doing on offense. I don't think they have any idea what they're doing on offense. Um, I just I can't I can't take them right now. Although I will say it is my three pointer, so it's not something I'm super confident on uh, with the Vikings. I'm also rolling in here with 70% of the public on the Vikings, so I'm not too happy about that. But what am I going to do? I have to pick the side that I think is the outfit that is is the, the better of the two, and that's clearly Minnesota here. Granted, they do have to lay nine and a half points, but hey, let's just hope that they cover. Shut down Marijuana last week, those Cleveland Browns, which really helped me. I've, for those of you listening that do not know, which you probably don't, I have a side bet against two other gentlemen in poker that Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota against each other, first three years of their career, ranked by DVOA. And thanks to last week's poor performance by Mariota against a bad Cleveland team, Jameis Winston now ranks sixth in DVOA this year, and Mariota is 16th. Let's go! Looking for a break-even bet after year one was washed and Mariota got the victory last year. Uh, Mo, this is your last pick. Anything to add on why you selected the Minnesota Vikings? Uh, I think Donnie... Man, there's like six Cleveland defensive starters hurt, and this is already a putrid defense. Uh, 26th against the pass, and then Jabril Peppers is one of the players who has not practiced this week. Miles Garrett, it already lists him as out. Man, as bad as this Cleveland defense is, imagine all their backups. So uh, I guess it's clicking Minnesota, but I want nothing to do with this. Glad to see the witness protection program has extended itself to Boar, Czech Republic. Well, if there's anywhere you need to protect Mo, it's <laughs> yeah. over in fucking Boar. <laughs> yeah, that is right. All right, so our only split games we've got myself and donnie on the broncos brett and mo on the chefs and then brett and myself on the brownies donnie and mo on the vikings let's get to some lone wolves Two hosts with two lone wolves, two hosts without lone wolves. But before we get to that, be sure to check out fantasysupercontest.com slash gridiron where you can get 20% off of a season package, just 40 bucks for the entire season. And you can mine individual picks from every single participant in both the Super Contest and Super Contest Gold in addition to historical stats data since 2011 in the super contest it's 40 bucks it's well worth it head over to fantasysupercontest.com slash gridiron that's fantasysupercontest.com slash gridiron we'll start with mo here because he has a lone wolf in his top five he would put them on his card if he was submitting one by himself to the las vegas super contest he's picking against a team that i said could be the best in the league. 
Browns plus nine, Mo. Tell us why you think Trubisky is going to throw more than seven times this game and why he and the troops will cover in New Orleans. Well, first off, that would be the Bears. Oh, what did I say? You said the Browns? Yeah. They both got Bs. My apologies. They're both plus nine. They're both it. horrific. All right, Bears. Bears. The Bears. Why the Bears. The, why got the Bears? I don't know. How long can they keep this voodoo up? I'm not really sure. Uh, it's hard to believe what they're doing is sustainable, considering uh, the last few weeks they just pretty much sat on the ball and relied on the other team to turn it over. But I do think they can cover nine here. Uh, they match up pretty well with the Saints because, you know, first of all, you need a solid defense against this team. This is a good offense. It's in a dome. The Bears do have a solid defense. Uh, they are above average against both the run and the pass. The Saints are quite balanced. So you do need to be able to defend everything against this team. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, I think the Bears can just keep running it here. The Saints have the number 29 run D, according to DVOA. Um, they have shored up the pass defense, and you know, you know, they defend the way you like to defend, or you like teams to defend, Rich. But uh, I do think this is a spot where the other team runs the ball well enough that they can make some headway against a mediocre run defense. And when Trubisky has had to pass. I mean, I think he's looked okay, but they just have not really ever passed. Um, so maybe he can uh, get some stuff done here if people can get open on the turf. I think they can keep it close enough to cover nine. I capped this at seven and a half, so I think this is in the ballpark of what's fair. But uh, this is my lowest pick that I think I would actually consider betting real American dollars on. I, it was a very stratified card for me. Everything below this for me was coin flip territory. Nice use of stratified. And yes, this is the last selection on Moe's card. So everything outside of his top five, he is saying he's not that confident in. Everything you said at the beginning of that is why I like the Saints, in addition to me believing that they could be one of the better teams or one of the best teams in the league. How long can the Bears keep doing this? How they're 5 and 2 against the number as dogs. They keep winning these in, these incredible games with these long plays, whether it be uh trick plays with Tariq Cohen throwing touchdowns or punt return touchdowns or two a pair of 75-yard defensive touchdowns by the same damn guy off of deflected interceptions and fumbles and and none of it seems real to me. We haven't seen them outside of that Ravens game, and I guess you could say so, uh, in that Falcons game at home as well, in like a neutral script game where they had to grind it out and uh, and get a win, especially on the road. Most of these performances have come at Soldier Field. So I, I just see the snowball effect here where the Saints get up and they just keep piling on, especially at home. Brett, you were actually the highest on this, closer to the middle of the pack with the Saints. What you got on New Orleans? Well, I think some of the magic we've seen from the Bears was built into this line. So the line is is semi-fair to me. But look, you've got the Saints playing really well right now. They're at home where I love to pick them. Uh, the defense, I will admit, looks very good. This is – they're not a top-five unit. But some of the young guys in the secondary, Lattimore, Crawley, they've been fantastic. Uh, the Saints great on the defensive line, led by Cameron Jordan one edge defender in the league according to pro football focus this is they've got some really strong players on this defense still not very good against the run as mo mentioned but uh, the good thing here is that they should be able to just stack the box to stop the run against chicago uh because the bears have shown they haven't they they haven't shown they can move the ball through the air at all they haven't needed to really uh plus the Saints secondary has been so good uh, in his three starts, Trubisky has thrown an average of 16 passes per game, an average of 116 yards per game. He threw seven passes last week. I think this is going to be a learning experience for the kid. He has not been tested so far, and the Saints defense has shown uh, they can get to quarterbacks and make plays. So uh, I like the Saints here. What a kind way of putting it. This is going to be a learning experience. I, yeah, I mean, he hasn't. we haven't seen who this kid is yet. Totally agree. And that is one of the reasons why I will be making a certain selection later 
in the show. A little teaser there. Donnie, you've got this as your second lowest selection. Anything to add on the Saints? No, not much. I just have no idea what the Bears are going to do here. So give me the Saints. Mo said he wasn't confident in much outside of his top five, so I don't think he'll stand on a table for this lone wolf. It is his second-to-last selection, and it is a team that barely squeaked by, as mentioned earlier on Thursday Night Football last week. It's the Oakland Raiders. They're getting two and a half points in Orchard Park. Anything here, Mo? What made you select this? What made you weight the coin so it came up Oakland? Oh, uh, not really. I thought this was, I think I capped this at plus one and a half on the Raiders side. So maybe a point of line value, but it's like uh, one of the more meaningless points you can get. Just some extra rest for Oakland. And I think the Bills maybe aren't as good as people think right now. It's weird to say that the Bills might be overrated, but I mean, I don't know. I, I think I feel like people think this team is pretty good and they're like, average at best i believe um falling behind tampa bay at home after allowing like 21 unanswered points that's pretty bad and the raiders do seem to be rounding into a little better form so i was worried here because i thought buffalo was going to get too much love coming off of that win last week when in reality they're an adam humphreys fumble away from losing the game but for some reason, the Raiders are the fourth most public team on the board. And, I mean, neutral field, aren't the Bills better than the Raiders? Like, the Raiders' defense is horrifying. Their offensive line has not performed as expected. Their quarterback has a broken back, and he's playing through it. Their running back, while he may actually not be as good as DeAndre Washington and Jalen Rashard got suspended for running on the field, so they're without him. I don't know. This This Oakland team really just smells. You've also got the West Coast going east for a 1 o'clock game. I got the Bills on my card. I think this is a great spot for Buffalo. They always play tough at home. Uh, I love that I'm giving less than a field goal. I thought that was going to be a deterrent. I thought the public was going to pile because they have to lay less than three points, but I'm I'm happily taking the Bills in the spot. I've got them on my card. I think this is a beautiful spot for Buffalo fading a very public Oakland team. Donnie, you had this right outside of your card. Anything to add on Buffalo? Uh, I mean, Rich, you said the Oakland's still still a public team. I don't I don't really get it. I don't think that they're that good. I uh, also I don't think that too many people are just buying into the Bills. I mean, I'm not saying that the Bills are going to be a Super Bowl contender. I don't think they're going to be bringing back, you know, Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Andre Reid and Bruce Smith and going to four straight Super Bowls anytime soon. But they are a very, very, very tough out. Um, they've proved that all year long, especially when they're playing at home uh, in Buffalo. And, I, you know, on, in terms of what I'm looking at, I mean, Oakland, not very good on defense at all, ranked 29th in DVOA. Uh, I mean, I think Tyrod Taylor is good enough, uh, both through the air, although I don't know who he's going to be throwing to, and also on the ground that he's going to move the ball. And Rich, you've been saying it all season, Tyrod does not turn the ball over. Um, and LaShawn McCoy, he's a great, uh, great running back option, whether that's coming out of the backfield to catch the ball or simply running the ball. He's outstanding, so just give me the bills here. I like them to to cover. I like them to, to get the win uh, and just keep rolling and, and proving us all wrong because we all were pretty low on the bills coming into the season. Brett, when Donnie rolls off those names, when you close your eyes and you see Jim Kelly and the K-Gun, does that give you happy nostalgia or nauseating nostalgia? Uh, happy. I mean, I have great memories of that team. They were a lot of fun, and not just because they were winning. I mean, there's, that's a great group of guys there. Um, so just to have that time period is great because uh, it makes you appreciate the fact that we once had a winning football team. <laughs> right. it's, been, it's been a long time. And that's, um, I mean, isn't New Era just going to be on fire? This Sunday, four and two. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I this was this is a tough one. I I threw this at the bottom. I uh, picked I picked the Bills here solely on line movement because the lines seem pretty fair to me. Uh, I don't think the Bills are a good team, but they they stay in their lane. They do they stick to what they're good at, and like Donnie said, they're a very tough out for that reason. Um, 
I think the Raiders are a better team. But yeah, like you said, it's it's really tough to play in Buffalo, especially when they are winning and the fans are into it. Um, that's why I, I think the Bills get a win here this week. Bills minus 110 right now on Pinnacle for that two and a half. So we could see three by game time. Let's move to DP. He is the only other host with Lone Wolves this week. And they're pretty low. One is his very last selection. He's laying, laying the ten and a half with Cincinnati with his very last pick. And then a few picks above that, Johnny just wants to eat all the points. He is the hungry, hungry hippo of spread points this week. He's laying the twelve and a half with the E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles. Donnie, I'll let you take both. Talk about these big favorites. Why do you like them so much? Uh, first up, let's let's talk about the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles look really good. Uh, they look really, really good. Uh, the only issue I have here is the, the size of the line, why I didn't have them higher. Um, you know, 12 and a half points, it's just it's a ton of points to cover. Um, but they're playing a 49ers team that, you know, they kept it close uh, most games this year, except for last year or last game, a week when I decided to put them on the card. Obviously, things worked out that way. Uh, but they, they look like the class of the NFC right now. Um, maybe, you know, up there in the class of the, the entire NFL. Um, I'd have to see them for a couple more games to be able to make that, that jump. But they look good. Carson Wentz looks good. Um, I'm a little bit worried about their injuries. Uh, you know, Jason Peters is going to be a big injury to, to overcome. But uh, I, I think that this 49ers team, although they, they play relatively hard, they just don't have it. I mean, you can only play so hard and then your talent just becomes evident or your lack of talent just becomes evident. Um, so I like the Eagles here. I mean, it's kind of just picking the best team despite the points and, and just hoping that they cover Uh you know, these last four picks of mine, Rich, you mentioned two of them. I'm, you know, I got the Eagles minus 12 and a half, Vikings minus nine and a half, Saints minus nine, and then the Bengals minus 10 and a half. So just eating a lot of points, but picking teams that I think are the best teams that can go on and get the blowout. And then the other team is the Bengals minus uh, 10 and a half here. Colts are just incredibly terrible. Uh, they've shown it all year. They've burned us multiple times this year. The Bengals should absolutely roll them. The reason why this one is my one-pointer is that I just don't trust the Bengals. There's a reason that they are called the Bungles all the time. Uh, I mean, if there's a team that I had to say that I had the least confidence in every single week, it would be the Bengals. I, I mean, I just I can't trust this team. I don't trust their coach. I don't trust their quarterback. I, everything tells me that they should absolutely roll this team, but – it's the Bengals. They could just throw up a total stinker. Andy Dalton could throw three interceptions. Marvin Lewis could trot out fucking Jeremy Hill for 25 uh, rushes. It's just everything could go wrong because it's the Bengals, so I can't pick them. But, you know, in theory, they should just wipe the floor with this Colts team. Let me get this straight. You're laying 10.5 points with Marvin Lewis. That is correct. But he's also playing against the guy who's arguably <laughs> worse than him in the league, and that's Chuck Pagano. That's fair. We've, we're going to have two hosts that are not happy with you. Brett has the Colts as his second highest pick. And Mo, right at his Mendoza line, right outside of his card. Brett, I'll let you take the lead here. Why is Donnie so, 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 so wrong? I I don't understand. Don't you hate the Bengals? What's going on here? Yeah, but I think I hate the Colts even more. All right. Especially more. after what's happened this year. This Colts team is a fucking disaster, man. Okay, well, this line is a disaster. I, like, I'm not a big trends guy, but I think this one has some merit. Underdogs of 10 or more points following double-digit losses, 57%. So what does that mean? The market overreacts to blowout losses more often than not. And our double-digit favorite here is not a good team. They've not shown they can run up a score. They're 2-4. and four. They rank 18th in overall team efficiency. 25th in offense to give you away. The offensive line's terrible. They haven't been able to run the football. They rank 30th in the NFL in yards per attempt. Four spots below Indy, who has Frank Gore and a pitiful offensive line. Like, this is similar to when the Colts played Arizona this year, when the Cardinals were a touchdown favorite on the road, barely sneaked out a win. There was so much stink on the Colts without Andrew Luck this year that the lines are just off. By several points, it seems like every single week. I don't know why Cincinnati isn't just a touchdown favorite here. Like, there's no chance I will ever side with Andy Dalton as a ten and a half point favorite. This is madness. 
everything, everything that was just said there. I'm, I'm standing, I'm literally standing in my guest room right now. <laughs> I'm on board with all that. Mo, do you have anything to add on Indy? No, that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I only capped this actually as like a point off. I honestly think the Bengals should be pretty big favorites, but it's a good point. You know, it's 10. So, uh, so there's that. Um, yeah, the, the only good unit on the field is going to be this Bengals defense. But uh, just need Brissett to find T.Y. Hilton enough times to put, I don't know, 14 points on the board, 17 points on the board, something like that. And they should get this cover. I mean, the Bengals are still, I, I just, you you could never get me to lay 10 and a half with this Bengals team right now. Yeah. It's so many points for such a bad offense and a poorly coached team and a quarterback that's prone to make massive mistakes. I mean, we're begging brisket to get the ball to T.Y., but we could also be begging for Dalton to hand the ball to somebody on Indy and for them to go the other way. That's within the realm of possibilities as well. Can we get Marlon Mack on the field, please? Can we end this Frank Gore shit? <laughs> please. This Please. is insane. Mac is by far the better back. And Joe Mixon is by far the better back on the other side, but you have two yes. idiot coaches. This is also true. <laughs> oh my, it's, it's, it, just put this game in a silo and never let any of the coaches leave. L- let them play every week. These two teams and the league will be much better for it. Or at least just let Mixon and Mac leave and just go somewhere else because their talents are being totally wasted on these two squads. Anybody have anything to say about Niners at Eagles? I had the Niners close to the middle of my card. I think it's just classic stock high, stock low, but at the same time, I couldn't put this closer to my card because the Niners just have that 40 to nothing game in them. Like like last week, they have the stomping in them. And if anybody's going to do it, it could be Moe's boy Wentz who just throws infinite 50-yard passes. Mo, do you, you want to say anything about your boy, Carson Wentz, here? The Eagles are just wrecking people right now. And they when they get up, they just don't let up. They just beat you by fucking 30 every time. That being said, everything I've learned about betting on sports tells me I should definitely be betting on the Niners here. Yep. Stock high stock low so those are the lone wolves mo has the bears not the browns the bears and the raiders donnie has the eagles and the Bengals. let's get to the card and donnie is up first this week he went two and three last week it's sad that he was the leader in the clubhouse but nonetheless he is our fearless leader for this week he's got a home dog as his number one pick donnie take us to Rutherford, New Jersey, for the first pick on the card. Yeah, we got the New York Fighting Jets. Uh, four and a half point underdogs at home against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, a couple of things here really stuck out. Uh, first of all, 72% of the public are on the Falcons, which I think is absurd because this team looks like a total fucking joke. Uh, home underdogs are, you know, if you're going to single out sort of one group of teams in the Super Contest this year, home dogs are doing the best uh 23 14 and one against the spread in the super contest jets have done well for us all year um falcons they just don't look right at all uh you know i talked a little bit about the bills being a hard out uh, earlier jets equally as hard of an out this year uh, especially coming into the season none of us were very high on them um every you know everyone i think in general uh, in the sports betting world thought that the jets were just going to mail it in and be tanking whoa Um, whoa one of us had over three and a half wins. Yeah, over three and a half. That's so high, Mo. I mean, you're just, I mean, that's just so much. Four wins, a four win season, and you're just ready to go nuts. Um, but uh, I mean, they're, they're playing much better than we all expected, um, especially uh, at home. In Atlanta, they just seem to be, you know, spiraling out of control, whether it's Matt Ryan just not looking right in that offense. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian just looks like he's, you know, drinking up there in the booth. Um, I mean, it's just, Everything just tells me that yeah, you have to pick the Jets here. I mean, I there is a little bit stock high low for the Falcons, but I feel like this team is just totally off the tracks and they're not coming back anytime soon. So end of the day, I 
Got to take the Jets here. I got to take Cade McCown, you know, moving the ball. He's moved the ball all right. Uh, Falcons uh, 27th in DVOA on defense. So I think they'll be able to move. I think that they'll be able to keep it close. Uh, I think that there's a very, very, very good shot that I will be placing a money bet line on the Jets here. Money bet line. Money bet line. If the stock was indeed low on the Falcons, I couldn't imagine what the public perception would be in this game if it were high, because currently the Falcons are the most public team this week, according to the spread.com, receiving 72% of all bets placed on the game. I, I don't get it. Uh, what the, is happening here? I, I don't get it. The Jets are my number one pick. The Jets are Moe's number one pick. They're Brett's third pick. I I don't understand. I mean, the Jets aren't good. They're a below average squad. They're going to finish the season probably 6-10, and 10, uh, 7-9 and nine maybe at best. But they're going to be scrappy. They're going to play hard. Uh, classic bad team last week, blowing a 14-point lead. McCown throwing an absolutely inexcusable interception in a tied game uh, in the shadow of his own goalpost to give the Dolphins the game-winning field goal. Just can't do stuff like that. But Jets still got the cover. Should have won outright, but got the cover. And they're going to do that all year. They're going to scrap. They're going to fight. And uh, they're not going to lie down like dogs, like the three-and-a-half-point win total team that they should have been. So I think this is a phenomenal spot. Uh, I don't understand what the public is seeing, and I'm very glad we have the Jets on the card. Brett, you, you have them the lowest, but based upon that reaction, it doesn't sound like you are too worried about having New York on the card. No, I love my top two picks. I could have easily put the Jets as my top pick any other week. I, I don't know what this line is. People still think the Falcons are good, I guess, even though they lost three in a row. The offense has completely fallen apart. The offensive coordinator is being treated like a first grader, and yet here's the public piling the Falcons. I don't get it. Uh, yeah, happy to have the Jets on the card here. My biggest fear is that one of the Jets' largest leaks, and maybe it's just my eyes, I'll double-check, on uh, uh, Football Outsiders as I talk about this, is that the Jets' biggest weakness, to my eyes at least, has been defending running backs out of the backfield on passing plays. And my eyes are not lying. They're 26th in DVOA covering the running back out of the backfield. And that's no bueno when you've got Devonta Freeman and Tevin Coleman coming to town. Granted, Coleman has been on the injury list this week, uh, limited in practice, but not a DNP, just a limited participant. But even if he just plays hurt, I mean, those are nightmare matchups for coverage linebackers that are questionable at best. Okay, okay, but where do the Patriots rank against running backs out of the backfield because the, that, the Falcons that, refused to exploit that last week. Yep. Coleman and yeah, Steve Sarkisian is an and, idiot. And that, yeah. that was going to be the, the, the final part of my point is that it does worry me, but they, they just don't do it. They don't identify the other team's weakness and go after it. Like even in the Super Bowl, like why, why aren't Freeman and Coleman just getting miles of touches against teams that can't defend them? I, I don't understand it, and thus, we all love the Jets. Let's keep it moving. Brett, you are up next. You were worried that DP was going to snipe your selection, that he was going to snipe your home dog. He did not give us your number one selection, sir. Well, I'll be honest. I really wanted to put the Colts at the top, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. I love the Colts this week, but... Uh, I went with the team I slobbered all over yesterday on the DFS podcast. I've got the Redskins plus two against a bad Cowboys secondary. Redskins home dogs. Uh, I think the Cowboys secondary is the story here. The Redskins should have no problem going toe-to-toe and scoring points with the Dallas offense this week. And this one's for Donnie. I'm bringing heart into the discussion here because it's Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins and the Skins have lost four straight to Dallas at home. Captain Kirk, you know he knows that. He's going to put an end to that this week against the public road favorite that's coming off a 30-point win. I like this spot a lot for the Redskins. The line is already moving in their favor. It's down to one and a half on Pinnacle. I'm a little nervous here because the Skins have let us down a couple times in the Super Contest already, but I'm back on them with my top pick this week. 
I think this line should just be a pick. Like, I don't think the Cowboys are five points better than Washington on a neutral field. I still think the Skins are a good team. I know Mo agrees. I think Donnie agrees with me as well. Um, so, yeah, really happy to have the Skins on the card here. This is a consensus pick. Everybody had it on their card, save for Mo. I'll go to him in a second. But, yeah, all the trends we love. Rule of NFC East, stock high, stock low. Washington just got throttled. On in a primetime game, Dallas just destroyed a team on the road as a road favorite. So the public is loving them, and they're the second most public team right now, according to the spread.com, receiving 71% of the wagers. I'm going to go to Mo here on why he's got Washington in the middle, and I think I know why. Is it your worries from? The injury report. We know you're the injury report guy. We saw uh, Sheriff go down with what looks like a season-ending MCL injury. Trent Williams is questionable with a knee. He has not practiced yet. Are those your concerns, Mr. Injury Report? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I don't like this pick. Uh, it makes me very nervous. Um, and it's because of the injuries. I don't know who's suiting up for Washington. So given that, I can't confidently click on that. If I knew their offensive line was going to be playing in this game, I would love the skins plus two, but the line would never be plus two. So I just, uh, you know, it looks like maybe Josh Norman's going to play, which would possibly help. But uh, yeah, this O-line, man, Spencer Long's hurt. Brandon Scherf is hurt. Trent Williams is hurt. Uh, What was the other guy? I Moses Morgan I, Moses is hurt. I, mis- yeah. I misspoke. I'm seeing now from the Washington Post that Brandon Scherf may actually play on Sunday. That would be surprising. Um, Spencer Long has also not practiced. Trent Williams has also not practiced. None of these guys has practiced, short of Moses, who logged a limited practice and then did not practice the next day. I, I don't like this pick just because I don't know who's suiting up for Washington. Fair enough. Donnie, you had this at the bottom of your card. How happy are you to hear about Captain Kirk and his heart? Super happy. Uh, initially had them much higher to start, but like Mo, I'm a little bit worried about the injuries. Uh, not too much that I'm going to drop them down uh, too far. Uh, all top five picks that I put in uh, this week that are on my personal card, I absolutely love. Uh, this is just the epitome of stock high, stock low for me. I mean, that right there in combination with the over 70% of the public that is on the Cowboys was almost enough for me just to say, okay, this is going on the card. Uh, and then the more I looked at it, the more I just, you know, I just like the the Redskins here to be able to move the ball against uh, what is a not a good uh, Dallas defense. And, yeah, give me all the heart, baby. It just at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. Heart. That's it. That's heart. It. Just make all picks based on heart. Make all picks based on heart, and you will do all right. All right, I'm up, and I'm going to take another consensus pick and put it on the card. I circled this game. I knew this was going to be a beautiful spot. I knew right after. Houston destroyed Cleveland that they were going to come out of the bye with a number that was too favorable in their direction. Granted, this line did open at seven Texans at Seahawks and has come down to five and a half. But honestly, I think that seven is a much fairer representation of these two teams, specifically at CenturyLink. I've got the Hawks minus five and a half. This seems like classic Seattle. Start off slow. Everything's a mess. The offensive line can't get it together. Can't block anybody. The world is falling. Somebody fire Tom Cable. We can't do anything right. And all of a sudden, Seattle goes to the bye. They come back, and the offense looks like gangbusters. Russell Wilson to Doug Baldwin looks like gangbusters the running back situation is still a mess in Seattle that is uh, that's something I I cannot even defend but we knew that this Seahawks defense was amazing they're an incredible outfit we just needed an average even slightly above average performance from the offensive side of the ball for this team to start clicking and that Giants game was 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 an indicator if it's an indicator of what's to come the Seattle team 
is going to be a contender again in the NFC. And then on top of all that, Deshaun Watson, it feels like smoke and mirrors so far. It it feels exactly like the RG3 rookie season where he lights the world on fire in spots where the teams he's playing against aren't that great, uh, when in actuality his accuracy is really bad and some of his decision-making is kind of questionable. And you're not going to get away with that against Seattle in CenturyLink. This feels like the Deshaun Watson four-interception game. It feels like Seattle by rape and pillage. Uh, And I wasn't alone. I was happy to see that Donnie had this as his second-highest pick and Brett had this on his card as well. It is again Mo, although he did take the side, who has it low. What are your concerns with Seattle, Mo? What are you seeing that I am not? I just thought this line was fair, honestly. Um, I believe I did cap this around five or six. I mean, the tiebreaker for me here is, like you said, <clears throat> excuse me, a bad QB or possibly average QB. I mean, I don't think we can really say that Deshaun Watson is good yet. He's been playing pretty well, but this is still average QB in a brutal road spot. So I don't like to take those spots unless I'm getting a ton of points. But uh, we're not really getting a ton of points here. Uh, Watson, you know, when when they played the Chiefs, that was such a fake close game. I mean, the Chiefs pretty much shut Watson down for three quarters. They had like 16 points going into the fourth or something and then scored a bunch of meaningless touchdowns when they were down tons and drawing dead. So I'm like you, I'm still not really a believer in this Houston offense. And we know the Houston defense has been absolutely trucked by injury. So I could definitely see Seattle uh, putting the clamps on hard here. But uh, I did think this line was pretty fair. So, I mean, I'm not really that excited about this pick. Houston offensive line, 31st in adjusted sack rate. Just seems like a long day for the kid up in the Pacific Northwest. Donning, Brett, anything to add on the Seahawks? Only reason I didn't have this as my number one was I was not as confident as I am in the Jets pick. So I went with the safer pick with the Jets. Um, but you guys came through for me, Rich. You came through for me and put the Seahawks on the car. I really love the Seahawks here. Um, I think that they're just going to roll over the, the Texans here. I mean, rookie quarterback up in Century Link ain't going to happen. Sorry. Anything to add, Brett? Yeah, I've got a similar feeling here as I did two weeks ago when the Saints were five-point favorites at home against the Stock High Lions. I think the Seahawks absolutely roll here. Like, I don't care that the Texans are coming off the bye. They have to go up to Seattle with one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL and a rookie quarterback to face the Seahawks' defense. Like, you don't think this defense is just – I mean, they're not going to have extra motivation to shut down that flashy, exciting rookie quarterback who's out there setting records every week? They're going to ball out on Sunday. I love Seattle here. Mo, finish us off strong with your selection. You've got the only road team on the card so far, catching less than a field goal. Who you got, Mo? Your boy. I got Scam. Killer! Scam plus, is it plus two in the contest? It is. I think it's two and a half now on Pinnacle, but oh no, it's actually it is two on Pinnacle. I had seen it earlier in the week at two and a half, but uh, either way, love the Panthers in this spot. Unfortunately, the one thing that is bad is everyone else seems to love the Panthers. Also, Uh, they are catching sixty-four percent of the public's tickets, but I think rightfully so. I mean, this Panthers team, I still think is pretty good. I love their front seven on defense. Um. And the Bucks suck. I mean, I'll just steal <laughs> the, the Rich and Donnie uh, uh, reasoning. The Bucks suck. <laughs> this team is just bad. I mean, they fell behind three touchdowns to the Bills. I mean, when was the last time the Bucks looked like a good football team? I mean, their best result is what? Losing by only five to the Patriots? I don't know. This team is bad. I just can't see. For me, the this game should be a pick 'em. Uh, the Panthers should not be getting points here. If anything, I think the Panthers should be minus one. I, I could see the wrong team being favored here. And then you just look at the the matchup. The Bucks, their cornerbacks are hurt. So I mean, Scam should be able to move the ball at will here. 
And this is also a rule of you bet on whoever looked the worst the previous week. Could anyone have looked any worse? Has anyone looked any worse all year than the Panthers looked last week? I mean, absolutely just bent over at midfield and shit all over themselves <laughs> against the Bears. Turnovers for days, just a, probably the worst performance we've seen all year. This is a good spot for them to bounce back. I am just worried because everyone else seems to like the Panthers. I mean, my next three picks after the Jets are all really tightly grouped. So based on how I'm running, I'm sure the Lions and the Chargers will cover and the <laughs> Panthers will not. But uh, let's go. Panthers, again, another consensus pick. Donnie had them on his card. Brett and I had them in the middle of the pack. And I, I moved them down slightly because of that public lean, but I'm absolutely fine with them being on the card. Brett put it in the chat yesterday, all these cornerback injuries for Tampa Bay. I mean, if you just go down to uh, on the Rotowire injury report, Brent Crimes hasn't practiced. Robert McClain hasn't practiced. Josh Robinson finally was a limited participant yesterday. And on the other side, Mo, Mr. Injury Report, I can't believe... Uh, you didn't include this, but Luke Keekley has been a full participant in practice all week for Carolina, which is huge. This uh, the, the classic stock high, stock low. Seems like a beautiful spot for Carolina. Brett, you were, like me, a little bit lower on this game. What are your concerns here? Yeah, I wanted to like it more, but like you, uh, the public enthusiasm scared me a bit. I don't think the loss to Chicago last week reflects how good this Carolina team is. The Bears got two more fluke touchdowns, one despite only getting five first downs. Like the Panthers dominated last week outside of turnover turnover margin. Uh, Cam was bad in poor weather conditions. I'm just throwing that one away. This is a great spot to grab the Panthers when their stock is low against the Bucs, who are expected to be without Grimes and McLean. I can't even imagine how bad the backup to Robert McLean is for the Bucs. <laughs> what are they going to do? In defending the Monstars. Yeah. I love that, by the way. The Monstars is so great. Uh, and on the defensive side of the ball, like you said, Keekley should be back for Carolina this week. I, I'm i fine with this being on the card. I just, you know, the public lean is is a little worrisome. Donnie, scam, slam, killer. Give me all the scam I can take, How baby. much heart? How much heart does scam have, Donnie? Well, okay, so there's there's a thing, though, with, with Scam's heart, right? So Mo mentioned it a little bit. Um, Rich, you brought it up also a little bit as well, is that, you know, you got the stock high, stock low. Mo mentioned that, you know, you always bet on the team that does the worst the last week. This is exactly what you do with the Carolina Panthers. Whatever they did last week, you just have to oscillate opposite of what they did the week before. So Panthers played really fucking shitty last week. They're going to play really good this week. And then the week after that, they're going to play really bad. They just go up and down and up and down. It's It seems like that's just been the MO of this team, led by their quarterback for years and years and years. And that's just why I can never fully buy in on scam. But here, um, I, I just I like the fact that, that you know, listen, 64% of the people are on the Panthers. We get that. But sometimes you just have to dive in uh, with the public and just take the right side here. I, like Mo think that the Panthers should have been uh, a pick if not a slight favorite. I personally capped them at minus one. I don't think Tampa Bay is good at all. Brett mentioned the two cornerbacks are out. I have no idea what they're going to do against Calvin Benjamin and Devin Funches. I absolutely just love this spot for the Panthers. I think that this is one of those spots where you just have to take the freebie, take the free space against the, uh, you know, or just ride with the public. Um, but hey, I love it. I absolutely love it. Public's, public's got to win 40-something percent of the time. Can't be 80-20 or else they'll never keep playing. I also think that there's a little bit of narrativeville here uh -oh. in terms of just uh, Cam Newton versus Jameis Winston. And I think that Cam will rise up to the occasion seeing someone who's supposed to be him on the other side of the ball and some people say might be better. You know, like there's just that whole debate. Who's better, Cam Newton or Jameis Winston? You know, Cam's going to come out there and say, I was here first. I was here before you. I'm the big mobile quarterback that runs around with a huge arm. I'm going to do my thing. Love it. Love the narratives. Just please, no interceptions from Winston. <laughs> Need to win that DVOA bet. So the cards so far, we've got the Jets plus four and a half, the racial slurs plus two, the Panthers plus two, and the Seahawks laying five and a half at home against the Texans. Those are all 
consensus picks. And there are two more consensus picks. One of them is getting on the card. One of them is not. The one that is not getting on the card is Chargers plus seven in New England, which I'm very happy about. What? I think that line is very fair, and I do not want to be fading the Patriots right now. The consensus pick that is on the card is this one. The Collective chooses the Detroit Lions. Thank you so much, Mo. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You did the damn thing. I almost picked this one as my pick. I know. How can you? How can anyone not love the Lions here? Isn't it a perfect spot? Oh my God! It's like the most perfect spot. Explain. Tell People us why you lining love lining up, lining up to fire the Steelers here. Public is, you know, they the Steelers have been great. Can't say anything except that they have been great. They've been playing so great that their stock is so high right now. The Lions have looked like dog shit the last couple weeks. And then you factor in the biggest move. The, the line moved from three, which is the most key number there is, down to two and a half. Now, granted, the juice is at minus 115 at the moment, but that's not like crazy. It's not like one. I mean, Penny will go up to 120 or even higher in some cases. So I don't think this is in all that much danger of moving back to three. So this is going to close below a field goal. We're going to get free free money here, free line value. You got to love the Lions in this spot. Absolutely beautiful spot for Detroit. Coming off the bye, Steelers just crushing souls. And it, has there ever been a more home road split team than Pittsburgh? Has there been ever more, more of a home road split quarterback? Than Ben Roethlisberger, just a, a gorgeous spot. Donnie, Brett, I don't think either of you are too comfortable looking at your card. Donnie, you especially, y- you had the Chargers third in your selection. You wanted them on the card, but you do not get them. You get the Lions. You get Detroit. You get Stafford, buddy. I, I did pick the Lions. So I, I, I feel much more confident in the Chargers, and they're getting more points, and I just don't trust this Patriots defense. I've been saying that all year. That's why I wanted them on the card as opposed to the Lions, but I do like the Lions here. This game feels just exactly like what the Steelers do every single year. They come out, they look really effing good for a couple weeks, and then they just totally lose to a team that they have no business losing to whatsoever because they just, they're a mess. Like they're just always a mess, you know, but they'll always be there at the end of the year. But it's just like, it's, there's constantly up and down all over the season. The only reason that I can't put a ton of stock into it is because it's the Detroit Lions that they're playing this week. And I just worry about the Lions. Um, I just can't be too confident of them because they can just do some really dumb things as well and not have it all together at times. So I'm happy with the pick. I don't I don't mind it. I would be much happier with the Chargers on the card, but hey, I'm happy to go with it. Lions, again, coming off the bye, 7th in defense DVOA. That's what I'm excited about. Ninth against the pass, 8th against the run. If we get Golden Tate this game, that's a surplus. Brett, what are your worries here with Detroit? Yeah, look, I get it. This is definitely an interesting spot for the Lions, uh, a team that relied on takeaways in the first four games. They started three and one, and then the last two games, they turned the ball over six times and lost two straight. So I think the bye came at a great time for Detroit to get their heads right, and they might get Golden Tate back this week, their emotional leader. My fear is that the Lions just aren't good, and the Steelers are very good. So while I, I definitely side with the Lions here, and I did want to put them higher, uh, I'm afraid the Steelers are just much better. Anybody? Guys, this is the game where your friend who wakes up at <laughs> <Yeah>. one o'clock <laughs> yeah. is gonna is gonna text you and be like, "Wait, the Steelers are down seventeen to three? Or the or the uh, the the noon text, the even better one, the noon text. Uh, somebody wakes up on Sunday, you know, hungover. They get some grease in them, maybe some eggs, and they they start looking at the lines and they see how are the the Steelers? What? The Steelers are only given three. What's the line, Mo? What what's my password on that account? <laughs> Do you remember yeah, my yeah. password? I guess I guess I just realized this is a night game, but I, that's even better. But better crowd here. Let's go. <laughs> what's my password on that account? 
the the thing that does suck is I wish I wish we could get this number at what it's going to close at because it's going to close higher than three, right? Like everyone's going to lose their ass on Sunday and then bet Pittsburgh. So the the line movement here towards the end of the day, I I think will be more public than sharp. But I I, I would hold off for those of you that are listening that are going to place straight bets and hope this line gets uh, maybe back to three and then higher after everybody loses on Sunday. So that's the card. Can you just recap? What's the veto rules? I'm not going to veto anything this week. I just want to know where I stand. I have my veto again, right? Yes, your veto is back. You okay. retained sure. your veto after successfully putting in the Chargers. You picked the Ravens last week, Mo. That was a thing that happened. It's so great. I didn't think Minnesota would be able to move the ball at all. Vikes at home. Zimmer, Zimmer at home. He's the car ball, though. I don't know. Whatever. Zimmer at home, the goatest of goats. So everybody has a veto save for your boy putting in a winner for a winner two weeks ago. The card, Jets plus four and a half. Slurs plus two. Seahawks minus five and a half. Panthers plus two. And then the final selection, the Lions plus three at home against the Steelers. Send your picks to us. On Twitter at Gridiron Gamble or via email, Gridiron Gamble Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. Need 5 0 this week. Absolutely need 5 0. Best of luck in your betting ventures. Enjoy the football on Sunday. Peace out. Out.